Thank you, Tony. So harvest is a time for celebration, for giving thanks, to be grateful. And traditionally, that's exactly what it was. The crops would come in and everyone would be giving thanks because they knew that it meant that the winter time would not be filled with with hunger. So there's that sense of thank you and gratitude and being so grateful for the good things around us. And as we here today, looking out, we can give thanks for so many things, can't we? And certainly looking out at the wonder of creation around us, God in his creation and his splendor. What a privilege it is to live in a place like this, to come and visit a place like this. And also, of course, it's a time where we give thanks to, and very importantly, to our farmers who work the land, who produce the crops. They make it fruitful for us, producing our food for us. So we thank you, farmers everywhere, and them sat in front of me now. But genuinely, thank you for all your hard work and your skill. It never ceases to amaze me how incredibly versatile and skillful you are. So that attitude of gratitude. But you know, not everybody walks around with a heart full of gratitude. There is at the moment a lot of people talking about post-pandemic grumpiness, right? The fact that there seems to be more intolerance, more kind of grumpiness and dissatisfaction around the place. Maybe it's because that during the pandemic, you know, we all began to realise that life is short, that life is precious. And so now we're the other side of it. More and more people thinking that they want to cram it with all the good things that they can and they're searching and looking for that satisfaction in their, in their hearts that will fill that gap and that longing. And if they, if they can't find that or they're not getting it on time and how they want it to be and when they want it to be, there's this expression of grumpiness and intolerance that comes through a fear of lack, of missing out on something. And I know it's there because in my conversations with the folks who are running hotels on our restaurants and cafes and in the bars and at our campsites, I know that they're experiencing this increased level of grumpiness and intolerance. And I was talking to a couple of uh, managers at one of our local campsites just last week and they shared a couple of examples to me, and I'll give them some of them to you now. Every time a camper rolls up on site, they're given a mobile number for emergencies. Here it is. Here's the number. If you have an emergency, please, you, you ring us up and we'll, we'll respond. Day or night, if it's an emergency, we will respond. Quarter past six in the morning, the mobile phone goes. Voice at the other end of it. Please, you've got to come now. I mean now, like right away. So they grabbed a jacket, dashed out, made the way to the campers and said, what, what is it? What's the problem? What's the problem? He said, it's that. Move it. Move that rabbit. <laughs> huh? There was another couple who were there. They'd, um, they'd booked for three nights. And after the first night, they came down to reception and they said, we can't stay here. We just cannot stay here anymore. And we, we demand demand a full refund on the other two nights that we've got booked what's your problem what 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 is it that's going so wrong basically it was just too quiet 
right? It was too quiet. And the one that I loved most of all was a guy came up from the south and he'd been there again one day and he goes down to reception and he's complaining about the view. And they said, what's wrong with the view? And he said, I did not come all this way to spend my day looking at a field full of sheep. <laughs> and I was thinking, right, you need a disclaimer. Warning, you come to Upper Wensdale, you may find birds in the sky and animals in the fields, you know, take care of these things. But that attitude of gratitude that is missing. Universities have been doing some post-pandemic research. One university had several thousand people involved, split them into two groups. The first group were told at the end of every day, you make a list of everything that you're grateful for. The second group was told to make a list of everything that irritated them. At the end of the prolonged and protracted period of research, medicals were given and they discovered that the folks who were focusing on gratitude were healthier, happier, had a low blood pressure, were more socially interactive and had visited their GPs far less than anyone else. So when Jesus is talking about these things, consider the lilies. Don't worry about these things. Don't have a fear of lack. Yeah, it's literally thousands of years ahead of time, way ahead of all that research. But there's more to it than that. Because he's not, he's not saying to us, it's wrong to own things. He's not saying that. What he is saying, though, is when you own these things that, that are there for a blessing on you, to bring you comfort and joy in your life, you can own those things. Don't let them, however, own you. And that's the difference. Don't let those things own you. So many people chasing after, filling their lives through this fear of lack... And the things that they're chasing after are not filling that gap. And they keep going on more and more, searching for more and more. It's, that quest is owning them. J.D. Rockefeller, listed uh, an American businessman, died in 1937. He's listed as one of the wealthiest men who has ever lived. And if his wealth was transcribed through to 2023, he would still be richer than Bill Gates and Elon Musk combined, right? He was just uh, incredibly wealthy. And he got asked this question. He said, Mr. Rockefeller, how much money is enough? And he thought for a moment and then he said, just that little bit more. And there's that thing in the human spirit, isn't there? For chasing after more, for chasing after better you know we want more food and a better house we want more money and a better car or whatever it might be we search for better and for more but none of those things are going to fill the desire that's in our hearts that fear of lack that we're chasing after Jesus is saying that there's only one thing that's going to fill that and that's God himself through an attitude of gratitude. We are so blessed, aren't we? We are so blessed. Today, I'm making a, a, a hazard at guess of this one, but today you've all eaten. Or if not this morning, you will to, before you go to sleep. 
we are incredibly blessed just for that alone. How many of us, I wonder, fall into that, that ingratitude thing? How many of us have ever opened the fridge door, surveyed all the things that are on the shelf, and then closed the door and said, there's nothing in this house to eat? Yeah? How many of us have opened up the wardrobe? Bless me, wardrobe. And after several minutes of going through all the clothes and things on the hangers and through the drawers, you close the doors and you say, I've got nothing to wear. Yeah? <laughs> For the purpose of the tape, <laughs> nothing that fits came back at me. <laughs> but we are, so, we are so blessed, aren't we, with all those things that we should be so grateful for. But the crowd that were in front of Jesus, most of those folks hadn't got a clue where their next meal was coming from. Most of those folks who were stood in front of him, the only clothes they possessed were the ones that were on their back right there and then. And there are so many people in the world who are in a similar situation right now. The attitude of gratitude pushes away that fear of lack that gets us chasing after things that will not satisfy. So what will then? Well, as Tony was giving us the reading, it closes with those words. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all those other things will be given, they'll be added. Our main focus should be God himself revealed to us through Jesus Christ. And when we've placed our trust in him, when we know him in our lives, it changes everything. That gratitude, you know, the ultimate expression of gratitude that we can ever give to God. The ultimate expression of gratitude to him is accepting who Jesus is. To accept his son for who he is and for what he's done is the ultimate expression of gratitude to God. Seek first the kingdom, everything else will be added unto us. Scripture's full of examples of that, of just saying, look, when you put God first, other things fall into place. King David, I love King David, great name. But King David in his Psalms, Psalm 34 talks about it. He says, it's a taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who know him. Knowing God changes things. And so those of us who know Jesus in our hearts now, we know that to be true. And God is calling out to anybody who doesn't, he's saying, come on, why waste any more time? <laughs> Discover who I am, live life with me. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you that attitude of gratitude